Now, um, as you realise, I've been alive, touch wood, for a very long time. So if I can go back and talk very loosely about my life when I was 10 years old, uh, because it's terribly different from what it is today. Um, and I'm just, I was thinking last night, as I was lying awake at night thinking about what I was going to say, how I could express to you the changes that have happened. For instance, uh, you go to school in a car, yes? Mm-hmm. Car, 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 car. You walk. I walked. But when I was young, there weren't many cars on the road. There were lots of horses and carts, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And then when you see films of horses and carts in other countries, which are not very well developed, it was like that here, 70 years ago, 80 years ago. And you want to go shopping. You want to buy a pint of milk and some bread. And so where do you go? You go to the supermarket. You go to Tesco's or Sainsbury's or Waitrose. We didn't have anything like that. And when you do go in, you have to help yourself from all the shelves. Then you go and you pay. In those days, there was a shop. And when you went in, the shopkeeper said, Good morning, Mr. Lawson. How nice to see you again. Because he knew you. What would you like? I'll have a tin of baked beans. Wait a moment, he'd take a ladder and he'd climb up the ladder and then take a tin of baked beans off there and then he'd come back and put it on the counter. Then he'd say, now what would you like? I'd like a pint of, I'd like a, a, a pat of butter, please. And he didn't have butter ready-made like that. He had a great big thing of butter about that size. And next to it he had a couple of little wooden things stuck in a, paddles stuck in a bowl of water. And he'd take one, he'd cut off a bit of butter like that, and he'd chop it up. All very unhygienic. I mean, you couldn't do it today, could you? So very different. And he wanted milk. He didn't sell milk. You know the, the chariot that Bodicea rode to battle in? Anybody know that? A two-wheeled, a two-wheeled cart with a horse at the front, and there's Bodicea running around. That's how milk came to deliver to us. And a little cart with one horse trotting along the road, and in it would be no bottles of milk. There'd be a churn of milk, or two churns of milk. And you'd walk up with your jug and say, I'd like a pint of milk, please. And he'd take this scoop and he'd dip it in his hand and pour it out. Not very hygienic. And yet, we all lived, didn't we? We all managed somehow. So... That's how things have changed dramatically. Most homes didn't have telephones. And, of course, nobody knew about uh, uh, cell phones or things like that. And it was... Most homes didn't have electric lights. If you wanted a light in the room, you had to turn on the gas mantle. So you went up, you turned on the gas, and then you put a match to it, and there was a little, little tiny thing at the end of it which glowed. But if you happened to touch it accidentally, it disappeared. Uh, then you, you said a rude word and you went off and got another one to put on. So if you touched it, it disappeared. But all the houses had gas. Very few had electricity. So that you're now living in, a, in a, such a lovely different world, which is, there's so much comfort for it. And we all walked to school. Uh, and, in, and I lived in London. We used to get a lot of fogs. Anybody here been in a fog? Yeah. 
I've actually got lost going home from school and I lost my way and the fog was so thick it's all changed now it's so much better for you so that was what life was like as a ten year old we did the same as you we went to school uh, we learnt our lessons uh, we were reprimanded and unfortunately in those days you could be teachers were allowed to punish you yeah so if you were naughty and didn't behave you got a slap across the hand with a cane and if you were very naughty they bent you over and hit you on the bottom <laughs> wasn't nice <laughs> but every it was allowed in those days fortunately it's not allowed now so yes now did you ever get slapped? did I? <laughs> mm, yes I did not often <laughs> <laughs> I was like everybody else. I was good some of the time and naughty some of the time. So, okay. We've got quite a lot of questions. Right, so that's a preamble and then we won't talk about anything else at the moment. Questions? Yes. yes. Were you evacuated? Yes, I was. Oh. Well, I was evacuated, but I was not evacuated as a, as, as a school boy. Because when war broke out, I was at college. So my college was evacuated from London, where I started learning things, to Cardiff. Uh, Do you know where Cardiff is? Um, yeah. in Wales. Wales. Wales, yes, Wales. It's South Wales. Yes, it yes, is. That's where they've got so it's a long way. A long from way. London. And everybody in the college was evacuated there? The entire college was evacuated there. I had a younger brother... Um, uh, sister and a younger brother and my younger brother was at school and he was evacuated and today I can remember him when the school children were evacuated they were all lined up they all had to be taken to a uh, uh, railway station they knew beforehand where they were going and they had a little box around their neck a string and a box and in the box was a gas mask do you know what they were? Yeah. Yeah. tell me That's right. We ha we were afraid that there might be gas bombs, so every child had uh, this little cardboard box with a gas mask in it, and also a tag round his neck, or her neck, a label saying, "My name is so and so, so and so. I come from school so and so, so and so, and I'm being taken to such and such a town." Because you know, when there's thousands and thousands of people, you could get lost. That's how they control them all. Next. Um, yeah. Where was the area? Um, could you explain the area you stayed in when you were evacuated? Well, I was actually in the middle of a big city, Cardiff, which was a, a Welsh city, a Welsh port. Um, and I'd never, I'd never lived away from home until then. I, you know, when I started at college, when I was a schoolboy, when I started college, I'd always lived at home. So it was really quite an experience for me. I mean, the only real holiday I'd ever had, the only time I'd ever been away from home was when, with some friends in 1939, I went to France. Mm. You 1939? Yes. Yes, just before war broke out. You've all been away. You've all got on aeroplanes, haven't you? Yes, you've all been all over the world. We hadn't. We had to go to France 
was a dramatic experience. Not everybody went away. And I remember saying to my, f- my parents, my father, my mother, um, I've got four friends. There were five of us very close friends. And we want to go to France. And my father said, it's a long way. How do you go to France? Well, all right then. He, he said, if you save some money from... I was doing odd jobs and earning some money. I'll give you the same amount for yourself and then you can go. So we went. And we went on a ship across the channel and then in a train all the way down to South France. And you could either travel in the train four classes. Very comfortable, which was armchairs you lounged in. Second class had nice leather seats. Third class had leather um, seats with a thin cushion. And fourth class was a wooden seat like this. <laughs> and we went fourth class because it was cheaper. But it was fun. Everybody had fun doing it. Yeah. Um, what's um, DNA who fought in the war and is still alive today? Fought in the war? Yes. Well, yes, I was in the army. Not during the war, just after the war I was called up. So, yes, I spent two years in the army. I was lived in Japan in the army for a year and then in Egypt for six months. Then I came home. Yes? Who were you in the army? I was a captain. I was a doctor. Oh, oh, oh yes, I was, a, I was a doctor surgeon in the army. My grandpa was a doctor. Is he? Well, there we are. Yes, Sophie? As you were in the army, could yes. you describe any... Um, Fatal accidents. Oh. Like ones that you can remember. Well, I didn't see any in the army. Because you were a nurse. Because I was doctor. Doctor, yes. Um, We had a lot of serious ones before then because um, for the first eight years after I became a doctor, I was a surgeon. And I was working up in north of England and we had uh, mining pits, coal pits there. People were working underground and conditions were very bad. We used to have people coming in with terribly serious injuries every day. Broken backs, broken legs, covered in coal dust, so forth. So yes, I have seen a lot. There are lots of questions actually around that time to do with poverty and stuff. Does anyone want to talk about Ask mm-hmm. Dr. Lawson if he knows about the Jaren, remembers the Jaren marches? Or oh, I do. Yeah, I saw them because I was, you know, I was old enough to understand what was going on. And I saw them, they marched all the way down from Jarrow, which is like 300 miles or so. They were, they were desperate, they were destitute. When you realise that there was no social security then. Do you know what social security is? Yeah, what is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like um, people who watch out on the roads. No, well, social yeah. security is like, if you're, not, if you're not in a job, then the government will give you money mm. to help you benefits. Like yeah. the doll. Like, like the doll, the doll yes. But yeah. before the Jarrow marches, when the Jarrow marches were marching, there was nothing. There was no nothing. social security. Yes. And, so, and also, if you worked, you earned a living, but very, very badly paid. They were terribly badly paid. If you had an accident, for example, in the pits they had lots of accidents, and you couldn't work, you had nothing. You had no money coming in. Now today, if somebody has an accident, the government 
pays them uh, some money to live on. You get all sorts of money. So you've got children, you get more. Uh, you know, depending on the accident, you get more. In those days, you've got nothing at all. So these people couldn't earn enough to save money in case they were injured. They just were destitute afterwards. They relied on their neighbours who were working to give them the odd egg, the odd potato, the odd slice of bread. That's how bad things were in those days. And do you remember, was was there a lot of sympathy from them? Um, There was a great deal of sympathy uh, in the public for the Jarrow Martyrs, but not the government. Now, the government so often doesn't have a lot of sympathy for people because the government, the government has a difficult position. The government has so much money coming in, which is, you know, from tax, and it's got to pay for so many things that it does, you know, for social security, for nursing, for hospitals, for everything. And it has to balance what it can do. So when you say to the government on the one hand, look, we've got 10,000 miners in Jarrow who are starving, you must give them more money. The government said, well, I'm sorry, I haven't got any more money. We need some of that money for other things. And so the government is not very sympathetic. It wasn't then anyway at times. Yes. So did you go out to see them? Yes, I actually saw them coming through. Well, because we didn't have television. Yeah, you went to... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sorry, yes, dear. Um, Did you hear bombs go off and why are you scared? Oh, bombs went off all the time. All the time. A lot of bombs. We were... I wasn't brave. I hated the noise and bombs as well. But when uh, the sirens used to go... Anybody know what the sirens are? Oh, right. (laughs) So that, uh, yes we'd get a warning, the sirens would go, and you were supposed to go down to your bomb shelter. And in those days, the underground, some of you have been on the underground, they were being used as bomb shelters. People were sleeping in them. Did you know? Yeah. People used to take their... Did you? Here yeah. in school, yeah. In school, yes. But then, in the underground, if once the uh, uh, sirens went, they stopped the trains, they stopped the electricity, and hundreds of thousands of people used to go down and sleep down there all night in the uh, uh, in the underground on the platforms so yes did I hear bombs yes I was in the middle of did you see a bomb did I see did you ever see a bomb did I see one no (laughs) fortunately no (laughs) because if you see it's too late (laughs) yes yes. where did the bombs land like when they dropped. Did they land like on, like near the village, or near the town? They landed in the town. So London was 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 devastated. Mm. Row upon row of houses and offices and things were blown to the ground, and thousands of people were killed. Unfortunately. Billy. Really? Mm. Um, could you describe? how the weapons um, today are different to the ones that you'd use in the Second World War? Ah, the weapons that we as a man would use? Or at any time, from the 1930s to the 1940s, oh, the weapons? Yeah, they're very sophisticated now. Um, there's so much high-tech uh, available to guide. I mean, for example, we talk, let's talk about a bomb, an airplane's flying through the air, and, uh, and up in the airplane, 
the airplane's got bombs underneath and in it there'd be a man looking down and he'd say right to the pilot turn left a little bit oh, it's left isn't it turn left a little bit right a little bit hold it there and he'd press a button and the bomb would drop he could miss it by a mile it was so bad today they say to the bomb they program the bomb saying I want you to drop on spot A, B, C to the, and you just fly over it and drop the bomb and the bomb directs itself so yes it's very high tech now Mm. Do you have any amusing stories about being a surgeon in the Second World War? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 Can I think about that and come back to you? Yes. Yes. What was it like when there were blackouts? When there were blackouts? It was, it was okay. You learned to live with it. You had to be very careful though because uh, you had to draw the curtains very carefully. You can see a spot of light from a long, long way away. So if your curtains weren't tightly drawn, there was a tiny scrap of light showing up. The pilots up there could see you. But you live with it. And uh, if you were, for example, if you were in uh, your house and you wanted to go out during the blackout, you had to turn all the lights off in the, in the uh, downstairs before you went out. They opened the door and went out, closed the door, and then whoever was in the house could turn the lights on again. Good. Mm. Now, funny stories. <laughs> what sort of, um, were you aware of the rationing? Um, oh, like, yes. How often did you get the foods that you liked? Get what? Like chocolate. How often did you get food that you liked? <sighs> Very seldom. Let me tell you what it was like. Um, oh, I'll tell you a funny story about it afterwards. Very rude one. Not rude, but funny. Um, you got one egg every two weeks. Can you imagine that? One egg every two weeks. You got two ounces of butter a week. Now, two ounces of butter is quite small. You had two rashers of bacon. You had ten pence worth of meat every week. Not very much. You could get bread, you could get carrots, you could get vegetables, but uh, things like those things. No. You wanted a funny story, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, when um, uh, Zara's mother was born, she was still quite a baby, uh, we were living up in the Midlands and we were inviting, my wife and I were inviting some friends for supper one night. So we saved our meat ration for two weeks or three weeks so we could entertain them. And we had a piece of meat that was about that big and about that thick for about three weeks. Anyway, I, in those days, by the way, uh, you didn't have disposable napkins. Babies' napkins had to be washed and boiled. And nappies we're talking about. You know what you know what nappies. Nappies, nappies yeah. yeah. <laughs> for babies. For, for babies, nappies. For my mother, who Dr. Lawson's daughter. Um <coughs> do, my mother's yeah. mother would have to wash the nappies every day. You couldn't you didn't buy disposable ones. Oh, no. And you didn't have a washing machine oh, no. to put it in the washing machine, you had to scrub it. Yeah, all, you, the babies. You, you, all that. And then you boil them up. 
And then you, uh, anyway, the funny story is that I was uh, up at the hospital operating and my wife phoned me up and said, oh, terrible things happened. So I said, what's happened? Well, she said, do you know that piece of meat we've got for our friends who are coming tonight? Yes. She said, I was, it, it was a gas oven and on top were all the things with the flames. Underneath was the place where you keep it warm. So she said, I left the meat under there and on top I was boiling nappies and they boiled over, all over the meat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what are we going to do? We can't get any more meat. <laughs> so I said, now just calm down. I said, what I'd like you to do is take the meat away and wash it carefully. <laughs> And then put it back in the oven. That was sterilise it. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty? <laughs> yes, but we enjoyed it. Was it nice? <laughs> I can't remember that long ago. Gave me. It wasn't. No, it wasn't bad. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yes. Who's got another question? Oh, yes, yes. Nikita. Did you have a best friend in the war? Uh, yes, yes. I had a very best friend. Um, Unfortunately, he's very ill now, but he was my best man. We went to college together, and we were friends together. And uh, he's a doctor. He's up north somewhere, but he's been a sick man for a long time. So he's still alive? Oh, yes, he's alive, but not well. Not well. Um, yeah. What were your feelings when you heard that there was going to be a war? <sighs> we weren't desperately worried about it. You see, don't forget that the only major war before the 1939-1945 war was 1914-1918, the First World War. And we, we didn't know about it. It was all happened a long, long way away. So that uh, as youngsters, we weren't, uh, you know, 17, 18 year old, 19 year old. We weren't terribly worried about uh, what was going to happen. None, none of us knew what was going to happen. None of us had any idea how bad it could be. It wasn't until afterwards when uh, the uh, things really began to happen and bombs were dropping the whole time. Bombs didn't drop just occasionally. They dropped every day. And not one. You'd have bombs going on for hours and hours. And you'd hear them go thump. And near where I lived there was, it was terrible, there was a, a, a shelter in a church and a bomb fell right through an air vent and exploded right down below. Now, it just wouldn't normally happen, but it, those are the terrible things that happen in the war. So, so everyone died. Everybody died. So, really, one ought to now spend your time hoping and working for and praying that we never have another war, because that's awful. Words all. You know, when you see people going to war with their heads up and shoulders and everything, don't believe it. It's awful. Um, yeah. What did you feel like when um, the war finished and you'd won? Oh, uh, what did I feel like? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. <laughs> when the war finished, um, I was still, I wasn't in the army yet. I was still working here. And the excitement in the town where I was working was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Everybody was so thrilled. And of course, when the war was over, you've probably seen films of the King and Queen. King George the 
King George the sixth. <laughs> and his wife and the Queen, that's the Queen Mother, came out onto the uh, terrace outside Buckingham Palace. And there were millions of people everywhere, all laughing and singing and judging. They realized how bad things had been. It was all over. Yeah. Yes, for real. Yeah. Um, what were your favorite games and, or toys in it? Uh, <laughs> as a boy, we don't. The only toys we had bows and arrows, <laughs> like 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 old boys. But games, yes. At school, uh, I played cricket, and I played fives. Most of you don't know what fives are, do you? Well, fives are played in a court. Um, have anybody seen squash? Yeah. Well, we used to play fives in the squash court. I used to play squash afterwards. And with fives you wear a thick, thick glove. In fact, you wore two gloves, one on top of the other. And the ball was about that big. And it was hard, like a cricket ball. And you used to hit it against the wall. So instead of playing squash with a racket and softball, we played fives with your hand and a hardball, which meant you were bending down the whole time. And when you finished your game, you'd get the club off, and that hand would be twice the size of that hand, because it got injured so much. Did, it, did you know anyone in that game who got, it, who got um, like hurt? Hurt. Hurt. Oh, no. No, you didn't. You fell over sometimes. We bumped into each other. What's also very interesting about this yeah. Lord, he hasn't mentioned, is what his parents, where he was little, he was very lucky because his parents owned... A sweet shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also an ice cream shop. <laughs> which was very unusual then. Oh, which was good. <laughs> what sort of sweets did you get? Oh, well, it was just there. Chocolate and sweets and everything. And we ate too many of them, <laughs> I think. And they, But they yeah. were different. Do you want to explain mm. what the sweet shop... It wasn't like a sweet shop, everything in packets. Oh, no, 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 everything... Jars. Yes. Jars open and you put them in like a little... Yeah, that's right. And also, um, I mean, since Zara mentioned it, my parents, we also delivered newspapers. And my job, and before me, my elder brother's job, was at six o'clock every morning, we used to get up <coughs> and we'd take the newspapers around to all the houses. And we learnt, you could actually, you got very expert, you didn't actually walk up to the house, you could fling it like that. <laughs> and you could throw it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you'd drop it on the doorstep there. So we all did that to help my parents. And then, of course, we got paid and... Uh, we earned a little pocket money as well. It was good. Um, do you still know the parents, your, um, the people who looked after you when you were uh, No, well, as oh, no. he said, Dr. Wilson said he was already yeah. an adult. He was at college. I was at college, so... He was with a family. Oh, so no. he just stayed at school? Mm -hmm. so he was just university at college. Yeah. Yes, dear, yeah. No, sweets weren't rationed. Oh. But they weren't, they were difficult to get. I mean, my father couldn't telephone up and say, send me 400 bars of chocolate. They'd phone back and say, well, you can have one bar if you're lucky. Because uh, all the things like chocolate had to come from overseas. So it was in terribly, terribly short supply. 
boys don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, that was my most embarrassing moment. Was there like a really big wimp at the school? Wimp? Like he might have kept on. Oh, no, I can't remember so, one. So was there um, a um, person that got caned all the time and uh, yes. like, was like very naughty? Uh, I can't remember one. I can't remember one. Well, but, be. <laughs> but, but in class they would make, I mean, if, if you're really naughty, uh, they'd make you stand up on, the, on your seat. And you'd be standing there throughout the class as an object as, uh, of fun for everybody. Everybody look f- like, funny at you. Look at you. <laughs> yes, Nikita. Um, in, those, in those days, were they, I can tell from your school, they're very strict, but are they in like other places as well? Are they strict or kind? What do you mean? Like anywhere, not just yeah. the school. Yeah. What, in, like outside were, yeah. were policemen and... Yeah, like yeah. shopkeepers and like... Yeah. No, no, shopkeepers and people on the whole were very nice because um, they knew you. They knew who, who you were. You, you going to them over and over again so you were their friends. And policemen weren't frightening. If you were naughty, the police were on top of you. But uh, they were firm, but they were very nice. People liked police. That, hmm? it, would it be strict and kind? Well, strict. Because at school they were very strict. Um, no, it's not strict. They're strict because they say, right, these are, this is the way you must behave, right? If you behave like this, or not quite like this some of the time, that's okay, we won't make a fuss about it. But if you misbehave, then we're going to punish you. Now, it, was, it wasn't easy to punish anybody in those days. I mean, you couldn't just hit them or anything like that, although the police did, you see. And the police sometimes would hit a boy over the head like that and say, you can't do it now. No. But I'm not sure if it was a good thing or not. But it did mean that you had respect for the policeman. You wouldn't dream of making a face at him or laughing at him or anything. Rough. Sorry. Just... Yeah. Um, well, <coughs> did, did you ever have, you know sometimes they have hats in the corner. Hats? Hats? Yeah, not a dunce cap. Dunce. Oh, dunce's cap, no. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. going back there. Yes, yeah. Um, did you? How many people did you have in your class? Right. Oh, just like that. thirty. Oh. Today I'm forty. Yeah. Well, your classroom is much different than what ours. Um, no, not terribly. They're in many ways, to they're very similar. You had desks, and you sat at desks with. And everybody tried to sit at the back. <laughs> Every, always, except to one or two clever clogs, they wanted to sit at the front. <laughs> but otherwise, most of us really wanted to sit at the back. So then suddenly, suddenly the master would say, fine, now, you at the back, you answer the first question. <laughs> so instead of asking questions at the front going back, he'd start at the back going front, so you, yeah, they found you out. Um, yeah. I forgot, um, <coughs> what were you going to say, Molly? I forgot what I was going to say. Now. It's all right, absolutely all. Were you timid or cheeky? Was I cheeky? Or timid and at school? I wasn't timid, I was cheeky. <laughs> <laughs>
I was very cheeky. <laughs> like all the rest of my children, the grandchildren, the great grandchildren. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I, I, I yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a good thing. Oh yeah, um right, with you. Did, could you choose where you um did could sit, could you just come in um or could um did you get placed like at the first day back at school, did you get placed somewhere or Oh no no no. When um when you went back when you started school you meant at the end of each term. Yes, the beginning yeah. of the <coughs> beginning term. No, you weren't told where to sit. You just sat where you wanted to. But usually you sat in the same place the whole time. Unless the master was thinking that you're sitting at the back the whole time and you're not listening and you're not working, you come sit at the front so I can keep an eye on you. See, don't forget, there were big classes. There were classes of 30. Sometimes it got up to 40 now, which meant it's very difficult for a teacher to keep a close watch on uh, a class of, of as big as that. So only what happened was usually the very bright boys got taught the most because they were the ones who were always asking questions. Mm. Billy, Billy, Billy. Um, because um, uh, you would get wet, so um, um, you would get cane. Cane, yes. Would, um, so would there be any limelight seekers or attention seekers in the class? No. no well, there'd always be one or two uh, of the really bright boys, who were the ones who always put their hand up. Does anybody know up when their hands? <laughs> they knew everything, or thought they did. Uh, and they sort of dominated everything. But, uh, no, they were otherwise not really in the limelight. Yeah. What was the fashion like in those days? Fashion? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, there wasn't fashion. As boys, of course, we wore short trousers until we got a bit older and long socks and you had to wear your cap oh yes you never took your cap off until uh, until you actually got home because if you're caught on a bus or a tram going to school or coming from school without your cap you really got punished for that why? well because it's part of, uh, of your uniform they felt that you had an obligation to the school to dress correctly uh, I mean, after that, for example, when I went to college, at college, nobody walks around with open necks or anything like that. College, I wore a shirt with stiff white collars, stiff white collars, and a tie. And you wouldn't dream, and a jacket and trousers, you're always very smart. Oh. And today, I, <laughs> I was once, uh, not that long ago, in a hospital, when the uh, surgeon specialist was doing a ward round with his students and one man, he's one student, I, and I couldn't believe it. He said to him, you are disgraceful. Go out and get yourself dressed properly. And he was wearing dirty old jeans and a shirt open in the neck and the you know, And it's the first time I've ever known anybody today to take note of how badly dressed people are. But in those days, wouldn't dream of going to college without a stiff white collar. Did you wear a cap in everyday life as well, going out to the shops and... Oh, no. No, no, no. Only going to school. Only going to school. Oh, if it was raining. <laughs> Nikita. Yes. Yeah.
Who was your favourite pop star? Oh, I don't have pop stars. <laughs> who was? Who was? Did anyone? Who was? Was there a big um, oh, well, film star that people yes, looked up yes, to? Yes, or? we had. I mean, there was. Um, uh, what's his name? The singer. Boo, 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 boo. Oh, Elvis God. Presley. No, 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 no. Elton John. Oh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. You're probably all young. <coughs> yeah. How did, um, how often did you get, um, like, something like a little piece of cake or something, or like a little biscuit? How what? How often did you get, like, a little cake oh, or a biscuit? Oh, quite a lot. Quite a lot, because my mother loved cooking and baking. She was absolutely marvellous. You have to bake to, like... Yeah, you couldn't... Couldn't go out buying... Oh, you could, you could, but um, they were much nicer. My mother loved, loved, loved cooking and baking. Yeah. She was marvellous. Were you both your parents born in England? No, neither. Did they want to ask? <coughs> Where were they yeah. born? Both were born in Russia. Mm. So, what language did you speak when you were in the house? English. English. Oh, Your yes. parents spoke English. Oh, yes. They didn't speak any Russian. As far as I know, they never... I mean, I only know three Russian words I learnt from them, which means don't... I don't... I speak Russian. I don't speak Russian. <laughs> That's the only thing I ever learned from them. Right, but anything the, Most of the questions. Yeah. Anyway, Nikita. Did you, you realise that millions of people in your region were unemployed before the war started? Um, no, not really. Um, you see, the interest that the world is taking today in underdeveloped countries, we didn't know about then. There was so much uh, necessity in your own country, before, so that. Nobody knew about uh, Africa uh, and India uh, and, well, Pakistan was part of uh, India in those days. We didn't know about it. We n vaguely knew, but you would, there was no interest. Nobody was concerned about it. Were you aware of unemployment in Britain at the time? Oh, very much so. Right. Oh, very much so, because then uh, uh, it was a major concern. At, uh, Right. Last so question yeah. each, because then right. see a couple of times. Um, yes, Beatrice. Did you see anything disgusting or, not, or unusual when, in where? when you were younger? When I was younger? When you were just amazed you. No, I don't think so. No. Molly. No. Um, <coughs> I think we'll forget him. <laughs> we'll come back to you then. Remember. Yeah, um, good. Would you? In college, yeah. um, was there any like um, <coughs> funny things that, or like, what sort of place did you stay in when you went to college? Was it just like a little room? Oh no, college was a huge place. We had huge. Incidentally, I'll tell you something else about college. When <coughs> girls weren't girls in those days, we didn't worry about girls. They were second-class citizens. Small brains. Nobody knew about them. I'm joking now. When I went to college, in my class, there were three girls only. And there were 
46 or 47 boys. Right? That's how few there were. Today, there are more girls than boys going to college. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, it's fantastic how the opportunities are there because, you know, girls are as bright, well, almost as bright as boys, I suppose. <laughs> Korea. <laughs> yeah. What sort of food did you eat every day? Well, normal. I mean, breakfast was always porridge or cereal. Lunch would be boiled eggs or something, or scrambled eggs. And then uh, dinner, when I went home, uh, my mother would cook. And we'd have meat dish or chicken or fish or whatever. Sophie, last um, question. When, when you were, how did you feel um, when, the, when you were moving, when you were told you were supposed to be moving from the city to the countryside? Oh, didn't mind at all. You, you know, you mean when war broke out? Yeah. No, when you were told that you had to move. Yes, yes, yes. broke out when... No, that was, that was fine. That was not fine. You, you didn't mind? No, because he was no, older. No, we were told... Ten years old. No, 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 no. And then, of course, yeah, after that I was uh, working north. And then I was called up into the army. And I lived in Japan for a year. Now that was fun. Okay. Um, we'd like to say thank you for um, coming to visit, oh. um, and we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. I did, I did, thank you. We'd like you to join with us some tea and some cake. I'd love to have that. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you.